Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, how are you today? I am fantastic. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic as well. I know that you brought a special guest on the show today, and that is Andrea Reeder. Why'd you bring Andrea on today? Well, Andrea is the campaign manager uh, for the Asante Foundation for really one of the biggest development drives we've ever had here in the Southern Oregon region. Uh, it's very exciting when it comes to health care here in Southern Oregon. And I'm really excited to welcome Andrea here to our podcast. Andrea, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I am so excited to be with you today and very excited about this project we get to talk about. Excellent. Excellent. So let's let's start here. I'm sure uh, everyone here in the Southern Oregon area has heard the name Asante, but do you want to just uh, maybe reintroduce Asante to our listening audience? I think there's maybe some confusion still out there about um, uh, who Asante is and, and uh, what it does here in the community. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Asante Health System is a small, uh, locally owned, three-hospital health system. The word Asante sometimes throws us off and we think, oh, that must be a big organization out of Chicago or back east somewhere. But truly, this is our hospital system. This is a local nonprofit health system made up of three hospitals, uh, Rogue Regional, Asante Ashland Community Hospital in Ashland, and Asante Three Rivers Medical Center in Grants Pass. And from a coverage area standpoint, I mean, this is the the largest, I think, uh, healthcare provider here, really in the Southern Oregon area. Would, would that be accurate to say? That's right. Uh, Asante Health System serves a broad region, nine counties, 600,000 people from Northern California, the coast, Klamath Falls, and, you know, further up north, uh, the Roseburg area, even coming here to the Medford area for highest level healthcare. And, you know, I think the the interesting thing here is, and I, I've heard this from a lot of people over the years, is that Asante isn't a local a local nonprofit. It isn't an, an it isn't a nonprofit, but but in reality, it really is. Um, you know, a, a hospital that was uh, founded um, how long ago? Here, uh, when was the original founding of Rogue Regional? Gosh, that's right. You know, the original hospital was built in the fifties. A group of folks came together. They knew this community needed a, a, a hospital. They, our roots, Asante's roots are in philanthropy. They came together. They worked with the community. They had a plan to build a hospital, and they gathered volunteers. That initial effort of philanthropy, they fed the volunteers at the Elks Lodge downtown Medford gave out the addresses, and those volunteers, those dedicated volunteers, went door to door. That's how they fundraised to build the original hospital, which is still on Barnett in Medford. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
So tell us about this newest round of fundraising and this campaign that you're doing. I'm assuming this, uh, for this phase, you're not going door to door as much. We are not going to door to door, but it is just as transformational and just as community driven as that original hospital effort was in the 50s. This is the largest, most determined philanthropic effort our region has ever seen. We are setting out to raise $50 million to expand many facilities and services across our health system. This plan uh, took over a year to develop, and certainly it's been in the works for many years. But Asante took a year to do a deep dive study of all of their facilities, locations, current services, and then partnered with consultants to look at the demographics, population projection, and came with this significant expansion plan that we can go into more detail on that would really serve our community for the next 20, 30, possibly 40 years. This complete plan has a cost of $650 million. And Asante Health System has asked the foundation to work with the community in raising 50 million of that cost. And so this is really important. This is a a real piece, a strong component of the cost is philanthropy and community ownership of this plan. Very nice. So can you talk a little bit about the campaign? Because it really is very far reaching from um, my understanding. That's right. So before I do that, I'd like to share that $50 million, $50 million for Asante to raise would be they Asante would need to do $1.7 billion in revenue at 3% margin, which is their average margin to have $50 million available for them to reinvest into this expansion plan. So now going into the plan, it's broad, it's far reaching. So we are setting out to do several things. One, transform behavioral health, expand the emergency services in Josephine County, to build a regional cancer center here in Medford, and to expand the Spears Cancer Center in Josephine County. In addition, we will be adding areas of excellence, including women's and children's health, cardiovascular services, advanced surgical services, and critical care, all of that to be housed in a new pavilion at Asante Roque Regional. Uh, so, so there's not much you, you, you left untouched from what, what it sounds like here. No, there, there is really not. I'm, when I talk about all of these expansion plans, there, for a philanthropist in our community, there is something that is going to touch every single one of us. All the areas of service are being addressed in this plan. And so with, with this plan, what, what does this mean for healthcare uh, in our region? I, I've always, uh, especially with our kind of retired population here, uh, kind of considered us to be a very good area to receive health care in. But, but what does this uh, campaign do uh, going forward to people uh, who are planning to retire here or planning to move into the area? 
Yeah. It's really about access. It's having the right services for our population needs. A good example of that is the critical care component. So when we think about critical care beds and having the right level of care for the needs of our community when they come to the hospital. So overall, our community is fairly healthy. They're staying healthier. And then when they do need this level of services, they are, are in a position where they are needing a higher level of care, and they need to have that care available to them at the hospitals. Now, if we think about Asante Rogue Regional, we are often at capacity. We deliver high-level quality care. We just need to have more room to deliver this care. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's really just kind of building out our capacity to, to, to serve our growing population from the sounds of it. Certainly so. And with this expansion, it is also going to enable our health system to uh, attract and retain the very best physicians and healthcare professionals. For example, the Hyman Cancer Center. This is a center that's going to bring all cancer services to one location. It is going to elevate the level and delivery of those cancer services. It's a center like that that will attract the very best leaders, physicians, and professionals in the health industry to our Southern Oregon community. Very cool. Very cool. And I think you you also mentioned uh, adding in a a women's and children's hospital as well. Uh, What does that kind of increase in capacity do for that population? Yes. So the Women's and Children's Hospital within a hospital will be located at Asante Rogue Regional in this new pavilion on the top two floors. So not only do they have the best views, which they deserve, but they also have the safest location in the hospital within this children's hospital within a hospital. What this is going to do is bring all of those services to be co-located in these two floors, bringing pediatrics, NICU, special care nursery, labor and delivery, C-section operating rooms, all of that will be co-located. That brings tremendous efficiencies uh, to the delivery of those services. One of the things that this is going to add is an OB emergency department. So right now, expecting mothers go to the regular emergency department where they're exposed to things they probably shouldn't be and the specialty service that they need may not always be there available to them. This new OB emergency department will have 24-7 specialty care ready and waiting for them. They will go directly to the Women's and Children's Hospital into the OBED. That ED is adjacent to the C-section operating rooms so that if that is the direction this uh, urgent uh, emergent situation is, those are ready and available to them. So the planning that went into this design is is just outstanding and incredibly thoughtful and focused on the patient. Uh, that, that just sounds incredible. You mentioned planning, and um, I, I'm actually taking a tour of uh, the cancer center uh, later today. And I've seen some of the renderings and all the thought that went into the new cancer center. And 
and cancer, you know, you know, both, I lost both of my parents to cancer. Uh, I know cancer really touches everyone's life. I, I've seen you give a presentation before where, where you just asked, has, has anyone had, either themselves or a family member uh, been affected by cancer? And you just see the entire room raise their hand um, to say, yeah, I mean, cancer really has affected just about everyone. But can you maybe talk about all the planning that went into this new cancer facility here in Medford? Yes. Um, this process was one of the most thoughtful and dedicated processes I have ever been aware of. This team from Asante not only brought in a consultant who specialized in designing cancer oncology uh, settings and facilities, but they went beyond and interviewed and surveyed both past patients, current patients, and those patients' families to understand what was most important to them through this process and experience. So a couple examples of what came out of that. There were, there were true changes made to the original plan based on the feedback they heard from patients and their families. One of those was from the uh, infusion units. So when often anyone who's been uh, touched by cancer knows that chemotherapy is delivered in the infusion setting where patients are asked to sit and have that infusion for, for hours. So I'll just speak a little bit about my father who um, is cancer-free today but had bladder cancer. So he would need to sit in an infusion chair for eight hours each session. That's a long time to be in a chair. And so one of the things that came back from these patients and their families was we needed the best, most comfortable chair possible. We also needed space around that chair for the family member to be there. And so the budget line item for the chairs alone was increased so that we could get the very best top model. Mm, very nice. Another example of using survey uh, feedback was uh, the Wi-Fi service. Something else that came back from patients and families was how important it was for them to be able to use their own devices during that time so that they could be reading or watching the movie or listening to the podcast that they were interested in. And so another line item that was increased for budget purposes was the strength of the Wi-Fi service. So this wasn't something they just talked about. This is something that they did and took very seriously and actually changed plans accordingly. <laughs> that is wonderful. You know, I think, I think you, can, you can get the same medical treatment, but, um, you know, and you can probably speak to this, how it's delivered and, you know, the, the patient's reaction to how they're treated really is is an amazing driver of those outcomes uh, of improving those. That's right. That's right. So, so I, I did want to touch on as, as you know, we, we've, we've been discussing all this. Um, you know, it seems like last year we got uh, hit twice, uh, first by COVID and then by the Alameda fires as well. And, you know, I, I, I've heard the, the CEO of Asante, uh, Scott Kelly, talk about how the Alameda fires, you know, how how much of an effect that had on the hospital just because of how close that got from an evacuate, evacuation standpoint 
to Rogue Regional, but can you maybe just touch on the hospital's response uh, to COVID and then also with the Alameda fire, uh, how that maybe changed thinking about healthcare here in the, the area? Sure. Well, you know, we've all been living with COVID for quite some time now, and we're learning things every day. And the scare and the concern about having enough critical care beds, uh, not knowing the true impact it would take on our community, we had to, Asante Health System, had to give pause to some of our, what we might call, optional uh, surgeries and procedures to ensure that we would have the space needed in case the number of COVID infected patients took a toll on the number and the capacity of the hospitals. What was equally concerning was the PPE, the personal protective equipment uh, to keep our staff safe while delivering care in the hospitals. So that that became the biggest concern. Um, we, the Asante Foundation, partnered with the health system in engaging our community. And wow, did our community step up. We were flooded with donations, both uh, financial donations and with physical uh, in-kind donations of PPE. And I have heard numerous times from leadership at the hospitals that that really carried our system through, that those donations by the community um, really made a significant difference and kept staff safe while taking care of all of us. And so now um, we're, we're in a very good position now. I, our health system has... Uh, they learned very quickly. They adapted very quickly. They've been instrumental in our community in the vaccination process. But uh, above that, the Asante Health System was one of the very first in our state to uh, get up and running a COVID infusion center. And that is located in Ashland. This is a huge benefit to our community in that if someone has COVID, and their symptoms start to get a little bit unmanageable, they can go and get that that COVID cocktail that we've heard a little bit about uh, in the infusion setting in this one-of-a-kind COVID infusion center located in Ashland. And that is wonderful because that's keeping these patients uh, healthier and out of the hospital and uh, keeping their symptoms managed so that they can, can get through it and, and to the other side of it. Very nice. Very nice. And then as far as the, the, the fires, um, what was the effect on Asante there? Yeah, what a scary time that was for our community and, and very scary for some of our facilities as it, it became, it got pretty close. Um, it took uh, a toll on all of us, but particularly uh, Asante had 80 uh, employees that lost their homes during mm. that fire. So our staff is just critical. We have the very best employees, and they deliver uh, thoughtful, heartful healthcare delivery every day. But when their homes are destroyed, we needed to turn our attention to them and do everything that we could to take care of them. And again, we partnered with the community, and the community trusted us to make uh, both in-kind and financial 
gifts to support those families. Internally, the employees came together to help each other, and they can converted the Smolin Education Center into a donation location where families who were impacted by the fires could come by and pick up the things, the basic needs, things that they could uh, use and get and get through the, those first uh, few days and weeks. On top of that, we have partnered with uh, many organizations to facilitate and create uh, temporary housing, an RV park right across the hospital where employees had the opportunity to take temporary housing there. We've created some wraparound services so that during holidays and different times, they would have continued support. There was a lot of attention given to folks who lost their homes initially. There was a lot of uh, quick reaction and immediate needs taken care of, but these folks are still struggling. And so we have put together some support services and regular contacts so that we can continue to support them through this transition and their process of finding new housing. That's wonderful. So I just want to, as, as we get close to the end here, just kind of transition here. One, one of the funnest events here in Southern Oregon uh, for, for years and years has been the Oregon Wine Experience, which is um, the foundation's largest fundraiser of the year. Last year, it was very limited. What, what are we looking at this year for uh, the Oregon Wine Experience, which is really, I, I think, a great community event because it brings together, uh, I think, over a hundred different wineries, gets their name out there, brings in a, a you know, a, a, a group of people from all over the country to uh, enjoy some very good local wines and also raise quite a bit of money for uh, the Children's Miracle Network as well. That's right. It is such a great event. It is, and it is truly an experience. This Oregon wine experience is created around the Oregon wine competition. So we have, like you said, over a hundred wineries throughout the, the state of Oregon enter wines. And traditionally we have over 300 wines entered into that competition. We put together two panels of renowned judges from across the world that come in and judge these wines. And then during this event, these wines, these new Newly awarded wines are announced and poured throughout the events and activities in Oregon Wine Experience. Now, as you mentioned, last year was a challenging year, and uh, we couldn't gather in person. We took everything virtual, and still those in the community supported. They participated. Um, we did some really creative things and and raised $1.1 million compared to 2019, where uh, we raised one7 so this year, uh, we are planning for in-person events. We, we don't have a crystal ball. We all wish we did, but we are anticipating at least hopefully being in the moderate category for our county and our state, which would allow us to have events of 250 people outdoors. So we will still practice all of the safety precautions, but we are planning these events. Uh, it will be in Jacksonville at Bigham Knoll under the tent. We're coming up with some creative ways to have events 
that have a series. So for example, this uh, Oregon wine experience traditionally has had a barrel auction, a grand tasting, the medal celebration where we hear the uh, newly awarded wines announced, and then our premier event, which is the Salmon Bake and Miracle Auction. Each of these events will have a series. For example, the barrel auction. There will be three tastings to the barrel auction this year so that we can still hopefully host close to 600 people, but only 200 at each event. We will have the medal celebration remain a virtual component and supported with a kit so that you can celebrate at home, hear the latest awarded wine announcements, and be part of that celebration. So we're looking uh, for a really great event this year. We're going to do as much as possible with uh under the guidelines of our county and state, but I would encourage you to visit uh, Oregon Wine Experience online. You'll see that we have rebranded, so we have a new look uh, to launch our uh, new year where we can gather again in person. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, Andrea, I just want to thank you for your time today as, as a, a Sante Foundation board member and supporter of the Oregon Wine Experience. You know, it's amazing to see uh, the work that's being done, seeing what's happening in Josephine County with the uh, emergency department and uh, Spears Cancer Center going up and, and everything that's going to be happening um, there at uh, Rogue Regional. It, it's just uh, heartwarming to see the community come together to support, you know, Asante's vision uh, for what healthcare needs to look like over the next 30 or 40 years. So uh, I just thank you and the entire staff there at the Asante Foundation for your work. Be before we wrap up, where should people go for more information about the campaign? Yes, well, Royal, thanks for having me as your guest today. And, and folks who want to learn more about the campaign or the Oregon Wine Experience, they can visit our website, asantefoundation.org, or feel free to call the office at 541 7895025 Perfect. Andrea, thank you so much again for being here. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Andrea, it was so good to have you on the show today. I'm I'm so appreciative that Royal brought you on. I like to hear good news and that's what Royal is about. He's bringing on great guests that are really talking about the community. And so I appreciate you being on. And of course, Royal, thank you so much for bringing Andrea on the show today. And our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.
Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.